We're glad to be here, and we're going to get right into the Scriptures. John chapter 14. I'm sure some of you have probably read this chapter before. We're going to read verses 1 through 6 this morning. John 14, 1 through 6. Uh, we, in our church, where our church is at, we have a, what we call a body or neighborhood that's 10 blocks by 10 blocks. Now, our blocks are not like these blocks from this street all the way down to Main Street. That's probably, what, four times longer than our blocks are. But we have in our 10 block by 10 block radius about 50,000 people. Yeah, so like he said, uh, I don't think we're going to run out of people uh, anytime soon. And so, uh, I was telling the Sunday school class, there's plenty of room in Argentina for new missionaries. So, if somebody wants to come down as a missionary, just uh, talk to me, all right? There's plenty of room. I mean, you can have a whole state by yourself if you want, you know. So, uh, come on down. John 14, 1 through 6, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. I ask that you would use it to speak to our hearts. I ask that each one that's in this room will be attentive to your word, that your spirit can speak to each one, and Lord, that you'd show each one of us exactly where we're at today in relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Peace. What a word, huh? Peace. You know, the, people spend millions of dollars every year trying to get peace. Huh? They're, they're going to doctors, they're going to psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, they're buying this thing or that thing, thinking that they're going to get peace. The world is crying for peace, is it not? The Middle East. Uh, ever since I've been a kid, I can remember in the Middle East, they've been calling for peace in the Middle East. And you know what? Peace cannot be found in anything. Peace cannot be found in how much money you make. Peace cannot be found uh, if Michigan beats Ohio State. <laughs> Peace can only be found in Jesus Christ. Uh, that's what we need to understand. Outside of Jesus Christ, there is no true peace. And you know, the Bible talks about two different kinds of peace. Peace with God and the peace of God. And if we don't have those two, we cannot really have true peace. And Jesus is talking here in this short passage of Scripture that we read. And I want us to see several things. In verse 6, we're going to start from verse 6 and we're going to work our way back up huh? this morning. Verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And you understand when he says no man, uh, nobody. Huh? Nobody. Huh? Can come to the Father but by Jesus Christ. And what he's talking about, no one can get into heaven any other way but through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is not one of the ways. He is the way. And I know here in America, just like it is in Argentina, people are depending on a lot of different things to get them to heaven. Some people are placing their faith in that at the end of their life, when God puts all their life into a balance, that they'll have more good deeds than bad deeds. Right? You know what? I praise God that that is not the way. Because when I got saved, uh, as a 21-year-old in the United States Army, uh, my good works versus bad works was like this, you know. And so, I, I am glad that God does not base our salvation on our good works. Now, maybe there are some pretty good people in here. Uh, we're all sinners, right? There's none just in this room, that Bible says. We're all sinners, but there are some people that live better lives than others, right? And there's some of us that, you know, we weren't so good, you know, living. And so, but I'm glad God doesn't do that. Uh, I grew up in Columbus right next door to a church. It's, it's pretty close, where I, uh, but I never went. And so some people are depending on a church to get them to heaven. Do you know that? Well, I'm a member of so-and-so church. I'm a member of Grace Baptist Church in Sydney, Ohio. You know what? You can be a member and go to hell. Because Sydney, Grace Baptist Church is not the way to heaven. Huh? It's not the way that you can get salvation just because you're a member huh, of Grace Baptist Church. Some people are believing in baptism. That's a big one. You know? Baptism gets you to heaven, you know? Uh, let me ask you a question. The Bible says that Jesus Christ died for our sins, does it not? Where does it say that baptism died for our sins? You see, all these things that people are thinking and, and, and imagining that will get them to heaven, we have to understand if any of those other things can get us to heaven, the question is, why did Jesus Christ die? And Paul even asked that question, right? If some, if one of us could get to heaven some other way, then Jesus died in vain. If baptism is the way, why did Jesus Christ have to die for our sins? And so that's why Jesus tells this group of people, I am the way to the Father. And what he's talking about, I'm the way to heaven. And he says, if anybody tries to go any other way, they're not going to make it. They are not going to make it. How many of you all have GPS? Can I tell you, GPS is not perfect. When we came home in 2014, my sister lent me her GPS. And we were up in around the Ashtabula area, Ashtabula, Ohio. 
And we were trying to get back to our hotel, so we plugged in the address of the hotel. And all of a sudden, we are in the middle of nothing. I mean, cornfields all around. There, there was nothing in the GPS says, you are here. You have arrived, you know. And my wife and I are looking at each other and saying, yeah. She had not updated her GPS. And we had not arrived by a long shot. Huh? And anybody trying to get to heaven, trying to receive God's gift of salvation any other way but Jesus Christ, uh, they're going to find out one day that they missed the mark by a long shot. Huh? That they missed it by a long shot. And some people, well, you know, I'm too bad to, to, for God to save. You know, I am so glad that that is not true. Because I wouldn't be saved today if it was. Huh? When I took my wife home for the first time to meet my family, you know, and they got together all my aunts and uncles and cousins, and, you know, and they all wanted to tell her how I was before I got saved, you know. All those bad things that I did, you know. I mean, yeah, he was in jail when he was 12 years old, you know, and stuff like that. They just wanted to tell her everything, you know. But you know what? That's why I am so glad that salvation is by grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God not of works, lest any man should what? Look what I did to get to heaven. I lived a good life. That's why I'm going to heaven. I got baptized. I'm a member of so-and-so church, and that's why I'm going to heaven. God said, no, I'm not going to let anybody boast. That's why he says there is only one way to get to heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. Listen to me. From the beginning to the end, salvation is Jesus Christ. It's not us. From the beginning to the end, it is Jesus. That's what we need to understand. And that's why this passage of Scripture was my grandmother's favorite passage. And she asked me to preach it at her funeral, which I did. You know, because she was thankful because she was in her late 60s. When she received Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Hmm? And she was so thankful to God that it was a gift. Hmm? Now, how, how many of you fellows are, are married, you guys? Raise your hand, okay? I'm not going to ask you when your anniversary is. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, okay? But could you imagine coming home for your anniversary and you've got a gift for your sweetheart, right? And you say, darling, or sweet, whatever you call her, you know. Hope it's something sweet, you know. I've got a gift for you for our anniversary because I love you so much. But before you can have it, you've got to make me my favorite meal. You with me now? Ladies, is it a gift? No. If she has to do something to earn that gift, it is not a gift. The only thing she has to do is thank you. Huh? And take it. 
Salvation is a gift. It is a free gift. Jesus Christ already paid for it when He died on the cross. The song that we sang. Jesus already paid and bought salvation for us. And all we have to do is receive it. We have to recognize, I am a sinner. Huh? Sometimes when we get talking to people in Argentina, they don't think they're a sinner. Now, some, now if you grew up like me, you, there was no doubt. Huh? There was no doubt. You know, I, I knew I was a sinner. I knew that I believed that there was a heaven and a hell. I knew I was going to hell. The only thing I didn't know is how to get to heaven. And I'm talking about when I was about 13, 14 years old, I knew all these things. And we didn't go to church, we didn't read the Bible, but I knew it. The only thing I did not know is how can I go to heaven? And that's what Jesus is saying here. I am the way. But he also says I'm the truth. Which means he'll never lie. You can bank on it. If Jesus said it, it is true. Huh? It is true. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You know, life, eternal life, salvation. Uh, it's, it's in Jesus. And like Pastor Jim said the other week, you know, we are in Him, He's in us. If you're not in Jesus, you don't have salvation. And if you don't have salvation, you cannot get to heaven. I'm sorry. Well, uh, that's your, that's what you believe. No, that's what the Bible teaches. Huh? What we need to do is just submit ourselves to what God says. And understand that God loves us. Remember the verse, John three sixteen: For God so loved the world, you and me, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The everlasting life is in Jesus. Jesus has eternal life. And Jesus wants us to experience salvation. Hmm? January 1st. Do you know what happens on January 1st? There's a lot of lying that goes on on January 1st. There is a lot of lying that goes on on January 1st. You know that? I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to do it all year long. No. And everybody's making all different kind of, you know, what do we call these in English? I can't remember what the word is now. Resolutions, you know, we're going to do these things. Huh? How long do they last? Have you ever thought, what is the percentage of the people that make a resolution on January 1st that really complete it? I, I would say it have to be less than 10%, don't you? Okay, see, that means the rest of us lied. Huh? Well, we understand, Jesus cannot lie. Jesus Christ cannot lie. And he says, if you'll go through me, if you'll make me the way, you can get there. And then verses 2 and 3 gives us our second thought of what's going on. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Where, where was Jesus Christ going? To heaven, to a spot, not to the right hand of the Father. 
And he says, I'm going there and I'm going to prepare a place for you. For who? Those that would take him as the way to get to heaven. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And that's kind of interesting because one day he will come back to take us there. Us that have received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. I'm not talking about a religious person, okay? I'm talking about one who has recognized that they're a sinner and have repented of their sins and put their trust in Him for their salvation. And He promises that He will come back. Put your finger there and let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Paul's talking to a church here and, and there's a group of people that really was kind of misunderstanding what happens when a Christian dies. Okay? What happens when a Christian dies? And they're kind of confused. And because they were confused about what really happens when a Christian dies, they were kind of anxious. And when you're anxious, is there peace? Nope. When you're anxious, you know, there is no peace. If there's no salvation, there's no peace. If you're anxious, there's no peace. Here in chapter 4, verse 13, he says, But I would not have you to be ignorant brethren, talking to Christians, concerning them which are asleep, those that have already died, which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Talking about Him coming back to take us there, right? I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'm going to come back. I'm going to take you to that place. Heaven. Paradise. That place that's perfect. That place where there's no more sin. No more sickness. No more disease. Nothing. Everything is going to be perfect. And verse 18, he says, When you know this, and when you believe this, wherefore comfort one another... With these words. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. What words? Those that have already died in Jesus are with him now. And when he comes back, he will take us there and we will be with them also. How many of you have lost loved ones that are, were Christians? There is a great reunion day coming, is there not? There is a great reunion day coming. And that is what we have to look forward to. This world is not my home. You know that old song? I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. This world is not our home. I tell our people in Argentina, listen, you guys are Argentines. I'm North American. But you know what? First of all, We are citizens of heaven. That is the citizenship number one. We are citizens of heaven. And we are going to be with God forever. 
And you know, some people, well, it's going to be, it's kind of going to be kind of boring. <laughs> now, I'm not sure there's going to be any games like Resistance up there, but you know, it is not going to be boring, huh? And and, and think about this, you know, there's peace. You know, everybody's wanting peace, peace, peace up there. One hundred percent peace. How many of y'all, not, not, to, not to teenagers, no. How many of y'all that are over 60 and still working are a little tired? Uh-huh. And you'd like to, you know. How many, how many of y'all are thinking about uh, retiring? Ah. Up there, we're going to be retired and it's going to be great. Huh? And those bodies, no limitations. Some of you got some limitations, right? Because I see some of you have some of these also. Huh? I get it in the morning if I don't put these on, I can't read anything, you know. So you have to put these on. No limitations. Everything is going to be perfect. I'm going to be able to play soccer. When I got down to Argentina, I was 31, and I couldn't play soccer. I never played it up here because it wasn't up here, you know, when I was a kid and teenager. And those little kids, five years old, made me look like, you know, using both the left and right foot, you know. I can't, leave, I can't use this left one. This left one doesn't have any coordination, you know. But I'm going to be able to play soccer up there with my Argentine brothers. And, huh? and I'm going to be good, too. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to tell Jesus, I want to be good so I can show those Argentines, you know, that made me look like a little kid, you know. But everything is going to be, and you know what? It's based on Jesus. Because he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. That's a promise that he's given us. Remember verse 6? I am the way, the truth. He cannot lie. That is a promise that he has given to us that have received him as our personal Savior that one day we will be with him forever. Hmm? And of course, you know, there's going to pass time. I'm sure Pastor Jim has talked about it. You know, there's going to pass some time. Then we're going to come back and rule and reign with him. Is that, is that correct? For a thousand years. Woo. That's for us. But you know what? We've got to believe it. There's some Christians that live as if they do not believe that promise. Because if you're going to have true peace. Okay. When you get saved. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. uh, You have peace with God now. You have peace with God. You're no longer His enemy. Because the Bible said before we were His enemies. But now we've made peace with God because we have repented of our sins and we've received Him as our personal Savior. We have uh, peace with God. Now we have to experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. And that depends a lot on our faith. Do we believe what God says in His Word? I tell our folks in Argentina, God does not lie. 
He told us if we're going to live godly, we will have no problems whatsoever in life. Is that what he says? No, if we're going to live godly, we're going to suffer persecution. God is very honest, folks. He tells us we're going to have problems on this earth. Like I told my daughter, it's life. Well, it's just not just. You know, a lot of people are, you know, I say, it used to, it was mainly kids, but now, you know, everybody, it's just not just. Life is not just. Life is not just. And we have to understand that. And when we start getting into the Word of God and studying the Word of God and understanding what God says and we start trusting, then we can experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. And then that takes us to verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Look at verse 27, John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Look at verse 27. Jesus talking again. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Oh, look at everything that's happening. I don't know what's going on. Look what's going on in Russia and China and and North Korea. Oh, look. You know what's happening? Everything is moving in the direction of the coming of Jesus Christ. We shouldn't be afraid. We ought to be excited because... We know we are getting closer and closer to the coming of Jesus Christ. And He's going to take us to paradise. Let not your heart be troubled. You know, we don't have to be wringing our hands because of this or that. Oh, look at the economy. You know, uh, When we got to Argentina, we were experiencing a thousand percent inflation every month. When has America ever experienced a thousand percent inflation in a year? Huh? Maybe during the Great, Tribu- uh, Great Depression, maybe. But you know what? You don't have to be doing this. God is in control. It's all written here. God is in control. Jesus is God, right? Jesus is God. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. Why? I am God. I am in control. I am the creator. Huh? Everybody's talking about the eclipse, right? And you're saying in the class, you know, amazing thing that but Jesus Christ is the creator. I believe if he created everything with just spoken word, I believe, folks, that we can place our lives in his hands with all Confidence. And if we don't, we will not experience peace. We've got to allow Jesus Christ to be in control of our lives. You know what? God did not create man to run his own life. He created man that we would depend on him for everything. He created us. 
Why is the world like it is today? Man. Trying to run things. And usually run things opposite of what God wants. That's why we have all the mess up that we have today in all the world. It's just—it's only going to get worse. Some people, well, with the next scientific you know, discovery, things are getting better. No, it's going to get worse and worse. You know how I know? God says so. And He cannot lie. He's truth. But you know what? Even though I know it's going to get worse and worse, I can experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. There are probably thousands and thousands of Christians today that are not experiencing the peace of God that passes all understanding. And a lot of it has to do with what we're getting ready to read here, okay? Verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by worry, planning, trying to think of something better, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Don't, Don't forget that part, folks. Thanksgiving, gratitude, thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. The two things, folks, that will allow us as Christians, as God's children, to experience His peace, is to learn of Him through His Word. To learn who God is. Huh? To learn who He really is. And you know what prayer is? Prayer shows our dependence upon Him. Prayer shows that I understand I'm not capable, but He is. That's what prayer is. Prayer is saying, God, I can't do it, but you can. I'm trusting that you will. Folks, in and of ourselves, we cannot experience peace with God, nor the peace of God. It's all Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. The only way to get peace with God is to receive Him as your Savior and receive the forgiveness of your sins And eternal life. And then if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior. Understand we are going to have problems. I'm sorry but that's life. But we can experience the peace of God. That passes all understanding. But we cannot experience that peace. Without much time in the word. And much time in prayer. Much time in the word. And much time in prayer. In prayer. Let's all stand, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please.